The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, December 13th, 2023, season 19, episode number 87. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. It's our job today to get you ready for Cowboys versus Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk about the Bills' offense today. Uh, and we'll actually start uh, just getting kind of a big-picture look at this team because this is one of the most uh, puzzling teams, I think, there are in the NFL. Uh, but before we do that, let's start off with an injury. Uh, the big injury for the Cowboys, the only real injury that the Cowboys are worried at this point about, uh, Jonathan Hankins. He was uh, he had a high ankle sprain, is what I think it was diagnosed as. What do we know at this point, and how long should they expect him to be out? Well, as we, as you stated, it is a high ankle sprain, but I'm told that it's of the mild variety, not a ton of concern. There's as we have this conversation, there's no um, dialogue about potentially putting him on injured reserve, which would block him out for <laughs> at least four weeks. Um, so it sounds like he could be back, you know, far before then. But we want to take it on a day by day, which is what it looks like. Um, uh, I think they'll revisit to see if he will be available next week uh, against the Miami Dolphins. But there's a good likelihood he won't take the field this week against the Buffalo Bills. But again, doesn't sound like it's worst case scenario and as we have this conversation barring any changes between now and the next few days I know Mike McCarthy is scheduled to speak this afternoon again see if we get another update on Hankins from him but right now it doesn't sound like it's an IR situation probably a couple games yeah yeah Brian the uh the obvious replacement here Mozzie Smith your first round pick talk to me about how you've seen him play over the last if you take his first part of season and then maybe the last few games have you seen any progress what are you seeing from him Mozzie Smith's only problem is when he doesn't get off the ball with everybody else. When he's the last one off the ball, he's going to get blocked. He's going to get hooked. He's going to get reached. He's going to get pushed. Uh, You know, Mozzie is a very powerful player. Uh, When he comes off the snap and gets into a defender, he can disengage with the defender quickly when he plays on the move. The problem is, though, there are times when you watch him and you can stop the tape and everybody else is moving, and he's still in his stance. And that's a huge advantage for offensive linemen, especially when they try to double-team you or, as I mentioned, scoop you, reach you, get to your corner, turn you. Uh, he's already at a disadvantage. And that, that's Mozzie's biggest problem right there, is that there's times where uh, he's coming off the ball with everybody else, he's moving, they, they, they really can't block him all that well because of how strong he is. But it's he plays limited snaps, and he has like eight really good snaps and then three snaps where he's not very good. And, you know, he needs to develop a little bit more consistency of coming off the ball. That, to me, is, is that's the absolute biggest issue that he deals with when he plays. He has to fight that uh, of, like, seeing the ball, getting off on the ball, and then being engaged in where he needs to go. Do you guys anticipate that Mozzie's going to be the answer during this time when Hankins is out? And is that enough? I think the answer is is staring you in the face as far as uh, Oso Digizua, Chauncey Ghost, and Neville Gallimore should get a lot more burn. I think um, 
pretty um, expecting that Mozzie Smith will get more reps, but I don't think that he's going to be the one that you immediately look for and say you're, you know, Jonathan Hankins until further notice. But, but here, just real quick, I like those guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't have the size. Yeah, you're of right. Hankins. Which you is, need then to learn it comes who, to Carl Davis. You need to learn who Carl Davis is. Then it comes is. to Carl Davis, yeah. former third round pick, recently yeah. signed to the practice squad, got, I think, 19 NFL starts under his belt. Yeah. So he's got some, uh, he's a veteran still, you know, not, not an older guy, not a younger guy right there, middle ground. So he's going to step in as well. And you'll see him likely elevated as early as this week against Buffalo. So there's that extra body. And uh, for two of his timing on adding him to the uh, practice squad, because that was only a couple weeks before Hankins went down with this injury. So uh, good job by the Cowboys and the scouting department to get, you know, that extra body in before they needed it. So, yeah, you're going to, like Brian said, get used to hearing Carl Davis because he's going to get some burn as well. Do you have another scouting report on him? Yeah, I just, you know, with Carl Davis, when you watched him play, and he came out of Iowa, and he was one of those guys that when you look at the size, it's very simpler, similar to what you have with a guy like Hankins, a big square body guy, doesn't get turned very much, plays with more power than he does uh, really uh, that athletic ability mm-hmm. or, or you know, pass rush ability. Uh, coming out of college, though, he was a hard guy to move. You watched him just uh, you know, eat up blocks. But his main asset to a team is his size. That's where he's he's at his, his best. If you're not going to get a lot of, uh, like I said, you're not going to get a lot of pass rush at him, or uh, you know, covering a lot of ground sideline to sidelines. He's just a, he's one of those guys that can that kind of that, that takes up the space. If they run into his area, he's capable of getting off the block and making a tackle right there at the spot. But chasing down plays and stuff like that uh, is something that uh, that it's not really really part of his game. Good thing is you said he eats up blocks. I love that because yeah, he keeps my running backs running around without yeah. guards on them. So yeah. that's, what you need. that's a good exactly thing for right. them. Yeah. All right, uh, all right. Let's talk about Buffalo. Um, this is a seven and six team. Uh, they are currently not in the playoffs. Currently, they are the eleventh team uh, in the AFC. That all being said, they've beat Kansas City at Kansas City. Yeah. They beat Miami, yeah. and they lost in overtime to Philadelphia in a game they they should have won. Like, let's be clear, they should have won that game. If you were ranking them relative to they the lost teams, the Patriots too. They have right. So yeah. there's it's like all these <laughs> yeah. mixed signals that you're getting from right. them. Right. My question is, if you were to rank them right now relative to the teams the Cowboys have played this season, where would they be ranked? Well, um, just watching their offensive tape, I would say this team. And I, I was on with their guys last night on their podcast, and the Buffalo Bills have a podcast, and I was on with them. This is a team I don't want to really play. I just think there's too much there's too much talent. I know on the offensive side of the ball right now. When you look at the quarterback, you look at the wide receivers, the tight ends, you look at the running backs, there's a lot of talent there. So give me whatever team Dallas has played that has really good offensive talent. San Francisco. They better than San Francisco. Not not to that, level. that. not to that, but yeah, it's it's very much like it's almost like Seattle, where you're dealing with a couple wide receivers that can mm-hmm. really play. Seattle didn't have the tight end that you play, but man, they've got two guys. They're both been kind of banged up. Uh, the running back with Cook, there's there's some things about him that you just when they throw him the ball, and now with Joe Brady, they have a new play caller, so they look like a different team. You know, so you're gonna get schemed a little bit, and you're gonna get schemed with talented players the problem they run into is they got a quarterback that will turn over the ball at a heartbeat so you can't really say well you know that's a lot of been a lot of their issues is they've dealt with you know at 
at times he's turned over the ball at the worst of times. So uh, I would put them in the top probably four teams that Dallas has played when mm. you're just looking at offensive skill yeah. right now. That mm. would be my that would be my guess. Sorry, guys. I've been uh, – Brandon Aubrey was named – NFC special team players of the week. So I'm posting the story and dealing all of that, that since there's only and one of me. In, you ever do that in Spanish <laughs> and then come back and speak that with us in English? Week, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have a team, Derek, so it's all on me to do it. Sorry. But um, what was the question? Oh, I was, I was saying, like, <laughs> looking at this Buffalo team, they're all over the map, like, as far as the their production relative to who they are and what the, the players that they have. How would you Not rank them if you were ranking with them? Everything yeah, how would you rank do. them if you rank them against the other teams the Cowboys have played? Where would you put them? Um. Well, I did hear Brian say that's a tough one to to kind of rate there because it, they don't have that kind of consistency. But you you cannot. Um, Take them easy. Like I'm, I'm trying to look the word, the right word. Like you Rams? cannot. Yeah, yeah. Could they be the Rams? Well, they have a lot of talent. That you like? I'm afraid of this have, guy. I'm afraid of this guy. They're very. Yeah. T- they have a lot of talent, and you just never know what kind of team is going to show up. They can completely dominate you, or you can dominate them and and end up with the win. Honestly, the biggest thing coming into this weekend is the fact that the Cowboys have to travel over there and play in their own stadium. Those people, they're they're used to that. That's their home. That's where they play. The Cowboys, they're not used to that. Um, and taking into account, we do have a lot of young players that are on this Cowboys team. So when you talk about the experience and, and having to travel into those conditions, and I think you said the weather is not terrible this weekend. No, no it does. It's it actually does look pretty like good. There, there's some rain it. that's crept into toward maybe the end of the game. Yeah, around uh, like 7 But that's still only 30% Fairly okay. chance. But it's yeah. for, I, I, for December Buffalo, you ask, if yeah, you ask me. Feel great. Yeah, I you learned feel great something last December night. Buffalo. Buffalo, the players in Buffalo don't like to play in the bad weather. Oh really? Yeah, because they, they, they were we were talking about it on the podcast and and they were saying you guys are probably going to catch a pretty good day and you know and and I I said well how does that affect when you guys play and he goes oh no our guys don't want to play in wind and rain and mm-hmm. cold and snow and all that they, no like, one does no they go they we live in it but yeah. to be honest with you the <laughs> offense wants to play in dry conditions think about how they play offense too. that's like, how they yeah that's exactly, that's exactly right, right yeah. yeah yeah so. We'll see. What, you we'll, catch a break. You do. Yeah. I think you're going to catch a break. Now they're talking about wind on uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. See if the wind creeps in. That's that's the only thing that I worry about when you play in Buffalo at that stadium is the wind. It, it could affect the way you could throw the football. I, I I do believe that Buffalo has the advantage running the football against you in this football game. I, I really but I would do. say this is the third best team that the Cowboys are going to face. Really. Uh, okay. I would see it that way because the 49ers, I mean, you cannot take them off the top of the list. They're the best of the best uh, when healthy. And then the Eagles, despite of how they're playing this year, the Eagles have always been a challenge for the Cowboys. Every year, that's always regardless of how the season, it's always a competitive game um, regardless of the situation. And they do have a lot of talented players. But Buffalo, as far as everyone they, they face right now, I would rank them right in third because of all the talented players that they do have. I would probably put them at fifth. Um, I would go San Francisco, Philadelphia, um, Miami, Detroit, 
and then Buffalo. A um, little bit more of an edge to Buffalo when you're playing to them when you're playing in Buffalo mm-hmm. than when you're playing Detroit here in uh, in Arlington and Dallas. Um, but still, I think Detroit, even though they've kind of struggled the past couple weeks, I think they're a better team than Buffalo. They're definitely a more consistent team these last couple games, notwithstanding. Um, but that by the way, I'm mm-hmm. saying that they've played. Oh, no, that's not that. Not not, no, I'm saying not, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah so, because I already know people are, are going to send me out, messages. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so dumb. You're so stupid. <laughs> okay, I'm Why talking about people, people that uh, because I already, I already I thought the same thing of teams they've already played. Yeah, already, yeah. Yeah. That's teams that they've played. Okay, mm-hmm. not that they are Both left to face. Okay, if teams that they've played, then they're number three. Right. right. And so, it sounds like across the board yeah. you guys agree yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I, that was an interesting one, though, Brian, when you when you brought up the Rams, because yeah. I thought the Rams, the Seahawks, those are the kind of teams that had some talent. Like we talked a lot about that yeah. secondary uh, for the Seahawks yeah. yep. and how they could pose some problems. Cowboys actually overcame that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think teams like that where it's like they're talent rich, like they got talent. Yeah. It's just a matter of where they I kind know of show up. I know looking at offensively, the Rams have a couple of receivers. Yeah. The, the Buffalo has a couple of receivers. Rams have a tight end. Buffalo has a couple of tight ends. You know, you've seen with Williams running the ball with the Rams. They mm-hmm. seem to have, you know, Cook. I think Williams is probably a little bit better than Cook running the ball right now. Quarterback, you know, Stafford was when he's healthy, he's on. He looks great. When he's banged up, he'll turn the ball over. We've kind of seen the same thing with Allen. So it's kind of one of those things where very similar to me offensively. And, you know, the play caller probably better at uh, – at the Rams, but the play call, the new play call, uh, Joe Brady in Buffalo has done a good job of getting getting this offense back on track and, yeah. and scheming you a little bit better than uh, than the than what Ken Dorsey was able to do. You yes, got definitely. a little special place in your heart too for your your Tigers, right? Oh no, yeah, I, Joe Joe Brady is outstanding. Yeah. I, it was unfortunate Actually, he national to, champion. T- yeah, championship. He, he went to Carolina and it just didn't work out for him that well. But he he's he's found himself again in Buffalo with those players. Yeah, yeah. in Buffalo, I mean, they can be dangerous when they're on uh, yeah. bottom line I mean they can be lights out when they're on and they can be completely lights off when they're out I mean there's no middle ground for the Buffalo Bills and you just never know which version of them you're going to get on any given week um, but you can kind of dictate that early on by pressuring Josh Allen and we'll get into that um, and you force him to turn the ball over and then that makes him press that much more and then it works into your favor but you know offensively they got they've got the weapons uh, talk to Stephon Gilmore uh, after the Philadelphia Eagles game and he and Trayvon Diggs were already side by side of the locker and uh, he was asked Stefan was if or Gilmore was if um if Trayvon was going to give him any tips on Stefan in Buffalo, and he was like, absolutely. So a little bit of gamesmanship going on there. I'm sure that Christmas uh, holiday is going one. to be fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the Cowboys have their hands full, but at the same time, they have the horses to get the job done up there. I think for Buffalo, the defense, their pass rush is certainly there. Leonard Floyd and those guys, they can get after you. Um, their linebacker, Coy, is, is stout. They can get after you as well. But you're going up against a, another secondary that is questionable, especially with Tredavious White on IR. So that secondary can be had if you can get past the first two levels so buffalo is dangerous especially at home with bill's mafia going through tables and going crazy so if the weather continues to look favorable at least you'll have that also in your favor if you're the cowboys all right we're going to take our first break we're going to come back we'll talk about the buffalo offense with that in just a second dallascowboys.com radio todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. 
But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find Find a location near you. Back to the break. Demarcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Help tank raise funds for Dak Prescott's Faith Fight Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or tweet your support using the hashtag W-P-M-O-Y challenge. Voting ends on January 8th. Vote for Tank. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and the segment's brought to you by Blockchain.com. All right, let's talk about the Buffalo offense. Buffalo right now, uh, they are ranked number five. They're the number five ranked offense in the NFL. They're number five in passing, number 10 in rushing, number five in scoring. Brian, what do they do best? What does this offense do best? I think their ability to put pressure on you with all their skill guys. And it's it's not an exotic way of doing things. But, man, I will say this. With Joe Brady as the coordinator, they're scheming more ways to get their guys involved. When you watch them uh, in these games, the way with James Cook, the running back, the routes, the wheel routes, the combinations that they're able to, to use, the, the picks, the underneath stuff, the tight ends up the seam, they've got a lot of different ways that they can attack you. And, you know, they got a quarterback that's capable of making all the throws. But he, he's also capable of turning the ball over, too. You know, I went back and I looked at all of his, you know, all the turnovers he has, and he throws those YOLO balls. The receivers aren't open, and he'll throw it to them. And, you know, he has late reads. He doesn't always see the defenders. The balls get tipped into half. I mean, he, he will turn the ball over. And I think there's times where he will move out of the pocket when he doesn't have to move out of the pocket. You know, if he would stand there and make the throws when his guys are open, you know, he they, they would be – I think they would be even more dangerous. But it's a it's a it's a team that's it's got a tough quarterback. 
They got the skill guys on the outside. I think with the wide receivers, I think that I think that when you look at, I think Gabe Davis does not get enough credit. Mm-hmm. He's the receiver that plays opposite of Diggs, and but Davis is a he, he's got a clutch gene the way he plays. Uh, he's a big guy. Uh, he's he's got these tough. He's instinctive. He uses his hands well, and you know to get off of press coverage. He's got the ability to create separation. You know they've got guys, the two tight ends. You know with uh, with Dawson with, with Dawson Knox, uh, and and also though with uh, Kincaid, uh, they've got guys. I mean they've been dealing with injuries now at their tight end spot. But I tell you what, when those guys are all healthy and ready to play, they're they're a difficult group to deal with. So you gotta you're gonna have two tight ends that you're gonna have to deal with. So the Cowboys safeties once again are gonna have to be on their uh, be on the screws uh, and ready for uh, a, a group that can that can really make some plays down the field. You mentioned Josh Allison, Josh Allen, and the interceptions. Yeah, he's had at least one interception in eleven of their thirteen games. Yeah. that's a pretty tough clip. Um, and also, he's had at least one in the last nine games consecutively. Right. He's had at least one interception right. uh, that he's thrown. Is there anything that you've seen on tape that you look at and say, here's a way Dallas could lure him into making some bad decisions? You got You can fool him. And so we've talked about the way that Dallas can play some of their coverages. And there's times where he's not really sure if it's a drop linebacker or the linebacker where that linebacker is going to be. Hmm. He will also throw the ball to an area because the play tells him to throw the ball to that area. And then I've seen guys come off routes and make interceptions or guys undercut routes and it's interceptions or knocked away or tip balls. His, his vision, I don't think is great. And so if you, if you know that you kind of can read him as a player, as he's dropping, as you read him, and then you just kind of naturally just go that way because you know the ball's going to go that way. I don't think he's a big look off and throw the ball the other way type of a guy. So anything in lanes or anything close, drive on it because there's a possibility. He's not always accurate. That's a big problem for mm-hmm. him too is that he will throw some balls that, that are behind receivers or too tall for receivers, too low. But he will, he will, he, his biggest issue is he will not see defenders. So if you're able to kind of disguise in a way to give him a look and then you drop somebody into an area, whether that's – we've seen before, uh, we've talked about robbers, where mm-hmm. you play the middle of the field, you play it too deep, and you drive a guy down underneath, or you, you try and double a guy like you'll double Diggs or you'll double Davis or maybe double one of these tight ends, you could probably get you a turnover that way because he's not going to see you. How does Dallas best? Um, or, or, let me back up. Allen, uh, Josh Allen is yeah. the second. He's second on the team right now uh, in in the number of times he's rushed this season with seventy two. Yeah. He's also averaging five point two yards yeah. per attempt. We talked about this last week because Hertz is a similar type quarterback um, with the, the the idea of, of maybe using a spy. I know last week it seemed like all of us were kind of against that idea mm-hmm. by and large. Is this the week though that you really have to consider it because of not only how good he is at it, but how much they actually use him running the ball. I think there'll be plays this week where he's naturally the ball carrier. Right. And after what the Cowboys went through with Hertz in the way that they motioned him out and then mm-hmm. got Clark and then all of a sudden it was pop runs. Uh, I, I think that you'll probably see some of that involved. There were a couple of times in the Kansas City games where it was just 
old school 1940 football where they snap him the ball and then he just powers behind. He had a touchdown run where they just pushed the whole pile yeah, into the it, end yeah. zone that was really a, 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 a big play that way. Um, I, I think that to me you have to be concerned about his ability to run. Uh, the spy stuff, yeah, we saw it a little bit last week with uh, – with Bell and then Clark against Hertz, but it wasn't as extensive as it probably needs to be this week. Uh, to me, I, I think this guy will run. I don't think Hertz wanted to run the ball. I think this guy does want to run mm-hmm. the ball, give an opportunity. So if you want to say, okay, try and try and keep somebody over the top of him uh, on these pass uh, on these pass rushes, I don't think that's a. I think that's a, a pretty solid plan to have. I would spy him. Uh, we talked about it last week as far as Jalen Hurts not necessarily wanting to run, so I wouldn't take someone out of coverage and run defense to spy him. Josh Allen is a different animal, yeah. um, especially when you look at the fact that he's been sacked only 18 times. That's yeah. tied for the league, the lowest in the league. Um, and that just that's not because the pressure's not getting there. You know, Teams are able to pressure him and hurry him over 30% of the time, but it's the fact they can't get home on him. Well, why can't you get home on him? It's because he will run. Uh, he's not thinking And twice. he's hard to take Yeah, down. and he's a big yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a young it. So um, you have to I believe you have to keep an eye on him, keep him in the pocket, um, keeping in mind that uh, unlike Jalen Hurts in that you want to see Jalen Hurts try to win the game from inside the pocket. Once you keep contain and keep Josh Allen in the pocket, keep in mind he can make the plays downfield to Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. So you have to get home on him. That's what you have to do. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, Derek, keeping a spy on him, I think it's it's a no-brainer. And, you know, for me, I look, look at a guy like uh, Marquise Bell for that, uh, somebody that, you know, has the speed but also has the toughness. He'll give up some size to a guy like Josh Allen, but he has the toughness to be able to fight through and get him down. So, yeah, spy him. You know what I'm going to ask you, Brian? They run the ball really well. Yeah, there's a second most. <laughs> the second, I, I, He's I, ready. I think that no, I, you're, I know you're gonna. I know it's a. It's always a great question every single week. And this offensive line, I'll tell you what, uh, they've got some pin and pull elements to them, but I think mm. they want to maul you. I think that's the number one thing. It's a veteran group, with the exception of Osiris Torrance, who, if you followed the draft show here on DallasCowboys.com, we talked about him quite a bit. The mm-hmm. guard from Florida, he could have been a a, a a guy that the Cowboys looked at at that time. He's the starting right guard. Uh, they've uh, got Connor McGovern, who used to be here. He's the starter at left guard. So they've got kind of a bully element to their to their offensive line uh, when you watch. So the pin and pull, the crack. Is he talk- playing better? McGovern, yeah, their I think their offensive line is I think their offensive line at times does it gets in trouble because the quarterback wants to move. I, he doesn't want to stand there. He wants to go. He wants to, you know. And I think he kind of runs himself into some problems. But overall, they they've played. I think they're playing pretty well as a unit. Uh, but this is the this is the best in the league when it comes to successful running plays. That means gains of four plus yards. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the metrics on that, they're damn near fifty percent. Uh, on that and it's they're second in the league when it comes to first down rushing first downs Mm. so you know that's to me I feel like again this is vision with Buffalo's guys last night on their podcast and stuff they feel like that their their strength in this game they do not want to face Dallas's pass rush that Mm. that's something that they're worried about even though their line I think plays pretty well they want they're they're feeling like they can they're going to have to try and run the ball to win this and I would agree with them on that and I, I think that they have to challenge Dallas to say, you know, and especially with no Hankins in the game, I think I'd challenge Dallas to say, okay, let's see how good your run defense yep. really is without one of your key pieces there uh, in the middle of that defense. Let's remember what Dallas's run defense looked like before they went out and got 
Hankins. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was a thing. Yeah. And so I think that has to be something that if I'm Buffalo, I'm like, you're gonna have to at least show me that you've improved in that area yeah. without Hankins, uh, before I'm just gonna take it for granted that I can't run the ball. I'm just Getting tired of having to face my, my my former dogs. Here we go again. James Cook this week. Last week, yeah. you know, and twice this uh-huh. season, you had a bunch of dogs, uh, D-A-W-G-S, uh, with Philadelphia, not D-O-G-S, because they got their nose bloody um, wonderfully <laughs> so. But um, James Cook, he can he can do it all from the backfield. He can mm-hmm. take it, and, and he can play dirty football and, and get in those interior gaps. But uh, he's also one of their best receivers as well. Um, he's averaging over 10 yards a touch when you throw it to him out of the backfield. He's shifty. He's quick. He has has speed. If you don't get him down on the first tackle, there will be yak. Good luck on the second guy trying to get him down. Um, but I do like the... So tackling will be paramount there as well. And I love what I saw from Marquise Bell and Damone Clark last week uh, in both coverage, but also in run support as well. They were playing with their hair on fire. Keep that up. I think they felt and feel away after the Shaq Leonard headlines. Uh, so keep that chip on your shoulders, young men. Um, but also, I do like uh, Brian bringing up Connor McGovern variable. I think McGovern is playing some good football Ball. Yeah. Um, but when you're talking about an uncommon opponent like the Bills are to the Cowboys, you start to look for areas of familiarity. And Mike McCarthy and this defensive line, they know Connor McGovern inside and mm-hmm. out. So they know his tendencies. They know how to break him down. They know his opportunities. I would draw a circle around anyone lined up across from Connor McGovern to see if they can continually exploit that because Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, they do know what McGovern is and they do know how to break him down. So that might be a, an opportunity to get interior pressure and their there you go. If you can get interior pressure and then maintain, contain, there is your sack right there. Brian, you've mentioned that they've had, uh, they have multiple offensive weapons at the skill position. Yeah. Uh, but it seems pretty apparent to me that Allen really, really, really stresses getting the ball to Stephon Diggs. Yeah. They check this out. He has He's Stephon seven. Diggs has 60 more targets yeah. than the next closest guy. <laughs> yeah. He has 132 targets. The next closest guy is Dalton Kincaid at 72. So it's very clear that he r- relies on him and wants to get him the ball uh, a lot. My question for you is, how does Dallas best match up with Diggs? Is it a one-on-one type situation? If so, what corner is the best guy? Or is it a situation where they really got to bracket him and, and really pay extra attention to him? No, you've, you've, you're absolutely right. He's the seventh most targeted receiver in the league, and yeah. for good reason. He's very similar to what the Cowboys have in C.D. Lamb, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Explosive, nonstop player. He'll take routes all over the field. He's most productive when you watch him run the the hitch routes. I went back and was watching all his catches, hitch routes, corner routes, and the goes. Those are the three that are that he deals with the most. There'll be times where he gets frustrated during a game, and you can mm-hmm. tell. And what happens is Joe Brady's figured this out, and they'll throw him a screen. They get him involved. If they go long stretches where he's not getting the football, they will dial up a play to get him the ball. Uh, so. Uh, he's, his run after catch is really, really good. Now, for Dallas to cover him, you know, you, you've, you've shown that you have the ability to travel. You have the ability to travel, uh, you know, with, uh, with, uh, Gilmore. with Gilmore. And I would not be surprised if we once again see that. Then, you, mm-hmm. you know, then you deal. Uh, now, the biggest concern for me, I don't think it's the corners that are the biggest concerns for me. It's how do you deal with these tight ends? You know, do you need to treat these tight ends uh, as uh, as wide receivers? Uh, you know, with with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid's dealing with a little bit uh, of an injury right now. We'll see what his availability is. But Dawson Knox is coming back from a broken wrist. But they they've got they've got two tight ends that 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 play with separation. They're fluid. You know, I, the, the the corners can handle what they need to handle. 
it's can you and how do you match up with these tight ends uh, with because uh, I think the first thing they're going to try and do is run the football, and then the second thing is okay, how do we take advantage of these of these tight ends and use them in this game to kind of uh, give us some easy opportunities. And, and you want to stay as far as coverage goes. Try you have to be as sticky as possible to these receivers yeah. because they the, the Bills receivers and tight ends they don't often drop the ball. No. Uh, their catch percentage is over seventy percent. So if the ball is anywhere catchable, they're bringing it in. So you know, get in there, stick yourself to them to their hip. Um, try not to be over aggressive as far as making yourself susceptible to possible double routes and things like that, or double moves. I should say in the route things like that, um, and get your get your pass breakups and just understand that this is one of those. Games Games where yes, you would love the interception, you would love the defensive touchdown as far as like the pick six, um, but sometimes a, a PBU is the right way to win that particular rep. So uh, don't be afraid to get your hand in there and, and no, don't necessarily always try to jump a route. Just get in there and break that up and break up the confidence between Allen and some of those receivers because especially if it's a guy like Diggs, you will see uh, Stefan start to get flustered on that sideline, well, start to get in Josh's face, start to get in the OC's face, and that's when you know you're on the you're on the cusp of breaking them. So stay sticky. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. i got some player evals. We're going to throw out some names on this Cowboys defense, and I want you guys to evaluate how they've performed. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at Christmas time, available through the holiday season on select dates only. Christmas tours of the star get you an up uh, a VIP viewing at the Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza. Extravaganza. A holiday-themed guided tour of the star, festive takeaways, including a limited edition ornament, and a Santa hat. Space is limited. Book your visit at thestarandfrisco.com slash tours 
today. Yeah, try to take the tour at a time when our show is on because we love seeing everybody come through here, especially people that are break fans. Like, it's actually pretty cool. So, they just kind of walk by. Everybody else, they stop and wave. For us, they just kind of walk on by. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's do some player evaluations. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to throw out a name, and I want you guys to tell me what you've seen from them. Anything that stands out and how they've played here over the last couple weeks. Let's start with Donovan Wilson. Uh, improving, definitely. Um, we talked about the majority of the season. He was kind of up and down as he worked his way back in. You know, calf strain held him out of the entirety of training camp. Um, but if you look at a game like last week, he's really finding not only his groove but his confidence as well. So um, he's he's on the right trajectory. Needless pointed due north, and hopefully uh, in this most critical part of the season, December, January, we start to see more of the 2022 Donovan Wilson come out. But that's who showed up against the Eagles was 2022 Donovan Wilson. Yeah, I've said this before. He he was one of my favorite players because the moment he stepped on the field, he was so aggressive, not afraid to tackle and just go for it. Um, and then that kind of disappeared earlier, like you said, earlier this uh, was this season. It wasn't there. But then last week against mm-hmm. the Eagle, Eagles, he all of a sudden showed back up. So I need Dan Quinn to do exactly what he did last <laughs> week in preparation for the Eagles because everybody on defense was playing. Animal. Like crazy, and you, you, we were talking about the the receivers, the Buffalo receivers, and and the possible interceptions. This is a game where if you carry that over, the way that they were playing defense, even wrapping their arms around the yep. player, getting like trying to hit the ball, get it out of their hands, creating turnovers that way, fumbles, uh, it just needs to recreate. But back to Donovan Wilson, he he he's finding himself again and got a, a taste of the old. Donovan Wilson last week, and I I love that. So I think he's definitely improving. Encouraging because they needed to play well, and Mm -hmm. they're going to need to play well in this game too. It's going to be about tackling. It's going to be about uh, limiting the number of big plays. It's going to be about tackling a quarterback in space too if you get the opportunity. So I was encouraged by what I saw from from Donovan. I I thought the week before his eyes let him down on a couple of plays, and but when he sees it and he's – He's uh, he goes after it. He could finish. Uh, you know he's extremely tough. They need that physicality. Uh, at the, these last four games and getting into the playoffs. You know he needs to as a, as a group that whole secondary. If they continue to play at the level they did against Philadelphia, you're going to play a lot of winning football with that. J. Ron Curse. Also trending in the right direction. Um, had an uneven, uh, you know, stretch of the season. But I, I'm of the mindset that although there have clearly been some opportunities for improvement for J. Ron Curse, I, I don't subscribe to what I'm seeing like on social media when it comes to people saying that he's playing poor football. Uh, he's overall, been solid. That's he's what I'm at, at worst. He's been solid. That like, there are film points where you could say, oh, well, you got to be better there. But there are also film points where you say, oh, there's J. Ron Curse. Um, and I liked what I saw from him as well uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles and again much like Donovan Wilson if he can he J. Ron Curse can continue to play that kind of football going into this home stretch and going into January the Cowboys will be right where they need to be uh, which would be Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium in February so uh, J. Ron Curse he's had some ups and downs but he's battled some injury you know he's fought through it yeah. right hasn't missed games for it but he's fought through it but he, he's really starting to come into his own as well but again I don't subscribe to the whole oh uh, well he you know get him off the field I, I 
we and I say we because I know Brian and I are on the same point in this. Mm-hmm. We love Kanye Thomas and what he brings to the field. Yeah. Um, but th- it's also true that J. Ron is playing some good football. So it's not a situation where, oh, get J. Ron out of there, get Wanye. No, let J. Ron do his thing, let Wanye come in and get more reps. I would give Wanye more reps, but not at the expense of saying, hey, bench J. Ron. Mm-hmm. He's been an impactful player since yeah. he's been with the Cowboys, and it just hasn't happened at enough of a level that you know you 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 get spoiled watching him play because of the length, the toughness, the smarts, all those things about him. He's obviously playing a little banged up right now, and that's been I think something that he's not going to admit, and that's to his credit. But uh, you know, if as we get into these games, the final four games, and into the playoffs. If you can get him to be back to being that impactful player that we've seen from him before, uh, the way he tackles, the way he's around the ball, the way he can cover, you know, those are those are all things that make this defense so much better when him and Wilson and those guys are showing up that way. Uh, I think a lot of these safeties that are playing linebacker, I think it's been tough for him because they're having to play in roles that not many safeties ever get to do. You don't play down in the box and deal with all the crap that those guys deal with. And I think it's taken its toll on some of them. But if they could find a way to kind of fight through that and then be ready to go. But he's an impactful player, and and hopefully he gets that kind of turned around. Yeah, solid guide. I think it's one of those cases where – just because he's not necessarily making it into like highlight reels or hearing his name a lot, it doesn't mean that he's playing bad. He's just he's doing his job, but also not necessarily making those huge plays, creating the interceptions, turnovers, or big tackles that you have seen in the past from him too. So he's he's just he's doing his job. Now he can he can still take it up a notch, but he's been a solid guy. Yeah, I'll say this. I look at him and Donovan in a very similar way. The reason why I think they are valuable players to this team and this defense is because of the impact plays. And so when the impact plays aren't there, you kind of miss them. Like mm-hmm. you, you miss yeah. what they bring to the defense because there's a lot of guys that have different roles on this defense. I think their role, both of them, I think their role is to make the impact plays. And we saw it last week with Donovan Wilson. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I immediately, Patrick, I looked over at you. I was like, that's Just what we've been waiting for for because that's what I think this defense relies on from those two guys is those impactful plays. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's go look at Malik Hooker, another safety, free safety. I've been very critical of Malik Hooker, and I thought it was the best game he's played all year last week. And uh, they run a corner route on him with Smith. Smith catches the ball, and the hooker comes over and plays with range and knocks it out of his hands. And that's where – that reminded me of Malik Hooker I saw at Ohio State. When you play with range, when you get in position – when you're able to make knock the ball away, uh, you know. As a, I, I see what you're going here. You're going with all these safeties, mm-hmm. and they need to be better. <laughs> there is a thing. There's I see a the trend. There, there needs. To, you know, I, I knew that. I knew that uh, I wasn't going to get the uh, Tyron Smith question here. <laughs> but but yeah, it, you know, it, when it, when this defense is good, they're good up the middle, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's at man now they're now they're stressed. You know, no Hankins. Linebackers are, you know, fighting their ass off right now. You know, guys are playing out of position. And, you know, the safeties, they, they, the safeties as a whole played really well, and they need that. I mean, that, that's, you know, we were taught as scouts, you see it one time, you'll see it again. They're capable of doing that. Malik Hooker is capable of playing like that every single week, you know. And I think there's some times where he hasn't. I think all the safeties have it. But for the one time, you know, when they had to absolutely have – all three of them play well. They did. Mm. And so that's my expectations going forward. You know, Malik Hooker, I saw you make a, a couple of plays in that game. 
you know, I need to see you make two more this week against Buffalo to turn this game around. Yeah. Yeah, another good another good showing this past weekend against the Eagles by one of the Cowboys' safeties. Um, I think of the three, when you talk about Hooker, Curse, and Wilson, Malik has been the most consistent. He's had opportunities that you could you know say, well, you, you need to take a better angle there. You need to keep your eyes here or, or versus there. But of the three, he's the one that's had the least amount of swings uh, or oscillations in his frequency. He's been the most consistent and uh, in his trajectory. based off of last weekend, it's pointing north as well. So I give kudos to Malik Hooker because when you talk about coming into this season, three-headed monster at safety, you re-sign Donovan Wilson to an extension, um, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, they were able to keep this unit in in play. This unit makes a lot of splash plays for you. This is going to be fantastic. But then you see Wilson miss training camp, and then he plays uneven because he's working his way back. J. Ron Curse, he's uneven because he's battling through some things. Hell, he suffered another injury. Told me in the locker room he's okay. Okay, but suffered another injury against the Eagles. I anticipate he'll be on the field against Buffalo, but he's he's not 100%. Malik Hooker, he's been there every week, just consistently there. Has he been perfect? No. Has he been uh, bad? No. Just in spots that you but like nobody, to But not everyone can be perfect right. exactly. and great. You're going to have my, those guys. Right. But my point is, is yeah. there, there are more things to point at when it comes to Dono and Curse mm-hmm. prior to week 14 to say, okay, we want to see more from there. There's not as many of those spots with Malik Cooker. He's been kind of the cool hand, Luke, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that bodes well for them, especially coming off of a confidence builder like they just had against the Eagles going into hostile territory in Buffalo. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, And to add on top of those injuries that you listed, we got to remember also the fact that Trevon Diggs is out. Yeah. Leighton Vanderesh is out. So that changes your whole defense, and that changes your responsibility, even as a safety. Some of the things that you feel more pressure, you have more stuff that you have to handle because those two guys – are out and they've done a nice job all in all when you look at two starters being out on your defense you expect a bigger um that to have a bigger impact on your defense and it has i mean it has for sure but they've been able to still play games very well and manage to compete uh at a good level so you got to take all those things into consideration but i think yeah you you would like to see more out of the group as a whole but looking at everything that they've been dealing with, I think they've done a good job. All right, that's a wrap. We will be back tomorrow. We will jump into uh, the Buffalo defense versus the Cowboys offense. Till then, for Patrick Walker and Brian Broaddus and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!